0: All right. So with me, I have Douglas Barrett, who is from the uh, American band Whores, who are getting ready to go back out on the road and have their first ever tour of Australia. Hey, Doug, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me.
0: No stress. Good to have you. Firstly, welcome to, uh, to Neptune Wakes, and this will be going out on Cave Dweller Music as well. Thank you very much for joining us. And yeah, how do we find you over there? <laughs> what time is it over in in uh, atlanta at the moment let's find out it is uh it's oh three p.m oh fantastic well thanks for joining us anyway yeah so we'll get into it doug uh firstly you've just recently well not recently it seems like it was a while ago now but in terms of uh the way the music world's moving at the moment not really anything has been happening uh yeah you've recently sure. joined whores
1: totally man yeah, it's been. Uh, I moved down here almost uh, to Atlanta about exactly a year ago. So, yeah, it's been about a year and um, it's going great, man. Awesome.
0: How um how did you get involved with horse in the first
1: place? Well, so um, it was a handful of years ago. Um, I had a friend who uh, who I knew from the the Portland Portland Oregon music scene, and he knew that I was kind of um, in between bands and, and Horace was, uh, looking for a drummer. This was probably around 2018, maybe 2016 or so. Um, no, it was 2018. And, uh, but yeah. And, and, uh, so he hit me up and he said, Hey man, Horace is looking for a drummer and, and you should give it a shot. And so, um, and so I hit them up and, uh, sent them a couple of videos at the time I was living in, uh, it's funny. I was living in a van in San Francisco, uh, California at the time with my, uh, with my, with my girlfriend and I had to like rent a practice space, uh, and practice the songs and send them videos and stuff and, um, had very limited tools and and time and everything. And, uh, and sent them videos along and um, eventually went down to do an audition and, uh, and, uh, and it went super well. And we got along and they, and so they ended up going with um, another fella. And then, um, and then a handful of years passed and um, he started to, um, to exit the group or whatever. And he hit me up again and was like, Hey man, if if you're still interested, um, we're looking for a drummer again and um, came down and played with them and, everything seemed a little bit more right this time. And, um, and yeah, awesome. and then I moved, yeah, moved down here. Uh, I was living in, in Montana at the time, which is where I grew up and <laughs> kind of all over. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Montana and I was living in Montana at the time and uh, I moved down here um, about exactly a year ago. Oh, awesome. And has it
0: been a bit of a crazy transition to move down there and jump straight into it or
1: was it a bit of a
0: sort of slow process to get down there or? Um,
1: it all happened, it all happened pretty quick in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Uh, I mean, he hit me up and I think it was, um, around December and, um, and then I came down late January and then heard back from him, and he was like, hey, we'd love to have you. When can you be down? And I said, um, as soon as I, you know, as soon as I can, you know. And I had to just work and save some money and ended up, um, we were shooting for late March or April, and, um, and we made it happen. It was yep. kind of a whirlwind to just, I just kind of like, I was like, I'm moving to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> living the dream. Everyone's like, everyone was like, you don't have any money. It's like, that's for sure. That's <laughs> going to be, that's going to be an issue. We're, but we're going to, I'm going to work and we're going to make it happen. <laughs> um, the, uh, the joys of being a
0: musician, hey?
1: For sure. For sure. For sure. And, you and pretty uh, much,
0: you pretty much hit the ground running as soon as you got there. It wasn't long after you took the chair that you guys were in the studio.
1: Pretty much, man. Yeah. I mean, I got down here and then, almost right away, we, uh, we hopped in the studio and recorded that ACDC cover. Um, I mean, just like a couple of weeks after I got down here. And then, and then yeah, we uh, then took the next couple of months, well, I guess the rest of April and uh, the rest of May, and worked on the, the new songs for the new record and, and then went down in June. So yeah it was pretty all things considered pretty, pretty fast <laughs> um, it. And a lot of, a lot of new music all at once. Yeah. Um, yeah but it was so much fun, you know and How, yeah.
0: how much of the, uh, how much of the writing process were you involved in with the new album? Um, I'm guessing that the framework was probably in place by the time you got there, but was there a lot of ideas bounced around once you joined the group?
1: Yeah, so the songs were pretty much, pretty much written and like um, and basically demoed out um, by the time. Yeah, by the time I was in the conversation, and then when we got down, they've they changed quite a bit. We we kicked them around a lot and and tried different things and um, just you know rearranging things and you know trying different parts and yeah and all that and and they changed quite a bit you know doing them faster doing them slower yeah Um, and
0: um when you received like the the files or just the demos of the songs did they have a bit of an idea of what they wanted in the way of drums or was it pretty much here you go doug free rain what can you do
1: pretty much yeah they sent me um they just sent me the tracks like with the guitar and a click yeah and um and there you know he he kind of described like the 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 basic vibe and what we were going for but yeah for the most part it was just um just the the guitars and bass and a click track and i just had a little recording rig uh in my in my folks basement (laughs) and uh uh just yeah just took took it one you know song by song and um recorded my drums to it and yeah, centre back and
0: awesome. Yeah, and did you find that you've kind of changed your playing style to suit whores, Um, considering that they've got quite a quite a decent amount of workout already, or are you just bringing your style to the songs and, you know, Haws going forward from now is gonna
1: sound like Doug on the drums? Um, I think that my style. I I would I would argue uh, that my style was relatively suited for for the band. One yeah. thing that has kind of changed um, a little bit is things have gotten just a little bit more like simple. Because um, that's one of the the big things with a lot of those horse parts is they're just so like so simple, and therefore you can put so much energy yeah into it. You know. <laughs> um, and, uh, but yeah, and I think that my, my style probably seeps into it, you know, maybe even a little more than I realize. but, um, I also admire the drummers, um, who used to play in horrors quite a lot, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I definitely draw quite a lot of inspiration in general from those yeah. fellas, um, and then also try and. Uh, you know the base the way that I saw it was it's like okay the bar is pretty high <laughs> yeah. um, you, know, and I, you know i'm you know i'm kind of trying to um, just trying to meet meet that kind of that yeah. kind of standard um, and has there
0: been um i mean obviously the stuff that you 're doing with riff lord had been quite different to the the horse sort of stuff um, Sure. Are, are you finding that there's a little bit of the riff Lord sort of stuff creeping into the whores
1: playing or. Um, not, uh, not so much. I wouldn't say, um, you know, I guess, I guess the approach like in the songwriting approach is just different between, between both bands. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it almost just comes, comes down to, uh, Sorry, there's there's gunshots outside my house. Oh, um, <laughs> good old, good old Atlanta. Uh, we love it. Um, the I basically what I think it comes down to is just you know kind of growing to, growing up in uh, in different environments, you know, and so um, the the songwriting and everything is just coming from a different a different place, you know, yeah. in, in both bands um like riff lord the the fellow who writes a lot of the um the riffs and guitar parts and stuff and who is who runs the band Wyatt uh he he grew up in a town with i think like right now there's 600 people who live in that in in the town he grew up and it's it's small small (laughs) (laughs) so you can imagine it's very you know rural and kind of country and um And so there's kind of a lot of that, that kind of sound that creeps into the Rift Lord sound. It kind of has that sort of country twang and yeah, kind of a bluesy sort of sound, you know? And so I kind of, you know, from a drumming perspective, I'm like, okay, I feel like this, this is the kind of style that would suit that yeah. um, suit that well. And it's kind of the same, the same with Whores. Yeah. Whores has almost almost a little bit more Christian grew up in a real small town too but it seems like almost more of like an urban kind of kind of influence you know taking all the angst (laughs) from that sure you know yeah there is that kind of urban just like you know (laughs) Uh, with horrors so it's a little more like almost cold and just um, yeah angry and kind of just not angry, but like tough and mean. I don't know. Yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like the sort of music
0: where uh, your drumming's not going to be overly delicate with Haws. It's real digging no. into it and stomping and thrashing and um, for sure. On on that sort of note, you guys have um, you've gone back into the studio with Ryan Bosch, and Hawes yeah. um, obviously have a a long history with Ryan. So was there a little bit of a like he kind of, everything was set up and ready to go when you got there. Like Ryan knows exactly what the horse sound is and, or was there a little bit of um, alteration to fit, fit you into that sound as far as getting in the studio?
1: So Ryan is just a, a real champion at what he does. And, uh, and like you say, like he, he does know the band. Um, obviously he worked on the last, the last couple of records, Um, and, uh, yeah, he just, uh, he knows the band so well. And that's part of why I think, um, they, and, and we, you know, keep going to him is because we see eye to eye on, 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 on music in general, you know? And so it's not really, we kind of, we just know, he knows what, what we're going for and, and kind of how to achieve that sound quickly and he knows Christian's Christian's gear and um, and then just on top of that he's just so highly skilled. Um, (laughs) We did a little bit of playing you know with the drums and stuff but for the most part um, yeah it was a relatively quick and easy process. I mean you know obviously we took a lot of time to dial in everything just mm, (laughs) you know just right and everything but but yeah working with ryan is a real treat for sure
0: well i imagine that it's a a big benefit to have somebody who knows how christian works because uh from the photos and videos i've seen he takes a a mountain of gear into the studio with him
1: he does yeah i'm sure i'm sure you've seen the pictures of his whole spaceship pedal board and everything and (laughs) it's um
0: as a bit of a gear nerd it's definitely something that gives me uh a whole lot of pangs of jealousy every
1: time i say it for sure yeah for sure man there and the thing is too like he has that pedal board and then like at home there's just way more pedals too <laughs> it's, it's insane man um yeah he christian takes great care and is 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 very knowledgeable about tone and yeah. gear it's um, awesome
0: have you changed the setup that you take into the studio or that you're taking out live much or are you, um, Um, have you got a pretty tried and tested sort of setup that you like to take with you?
1: uh, It hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot. Um, I did get a new kit when I moved down here. um, Mostly just for the the bigger sizes. Yeah, Um, With with Horace, as I'm sure you know, I'm having to compete with, a lot of speakers and a yeah. whole lot of volume and everything you know so in order to have like a fighting chance um the, the drums gotta be big yeah <laughs> um, but uh but other than that so i just upgraded to a, a bigger bigger kit or whatever and it's mostly just bigger toms it's the same size kick drum um yeah. bigger toms and then um oh, just for all the, the same- uh for the gear nerds out there what sizes have you got running so um okay so it's a it's a it's a ludwig kit from the uh from the 70s um it's still up for debate uh whether it's late or early 70s i think it's early it's still the the verdict is is still out um but it's a ludwig kit and it's a uh so it's a 15 inch rack tom an 18 inch floor tom and a 24 inch kick drum yeah and then uh and then for a snare i have a uh um, a 13-inch Tama, 13 by uh, five and a half. So it's just a little guy and has a real nice crack to it. Yeah. Um, and then I use a, um, for the cymbals, 14-inch um, hi hats. Um, to be specific, the, uh, I just have the Sabian um, AA uh, rock hats. Yeah. Um, and then a 22-inch um, Peisty 2002 Crash. And then a 24-inch Paiste 2000, uh, 2002 um, ride. Yeah. Um, so and yeah. And that's it. That's the, that's the, whole, that's the whole rig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just super simple. and um, yeah. But big enough to cut through. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And the, uh, the cool thing about the, um, the rack tom, the 15-inch rack tom that I have, is that it's a concert-style tom. So it doesn't have the, the bottom head on it. Yeah. So it has this kind of like woofy and projecty <laughs> quality. It's awesome. it's rat. I love it. Awesome.
0: Looking uh looking forward to seeing the kit when you finally get out to Australia later on in the year. For sure. Um in terms of touring, you guys are about to head back out on the road in the US. That's right. Um, got a whole heap of dates over there. How many dates are you doing?
1: Um I don't know exactly how many, but it's um it's June June 1st through I think July 3rd. Yeah. Um so what's that like 30 34 yeah. days and then there's one one show in Atlanta on on May 28th kind of a kind of a kickoff. Yeah. Um, kickoff show.
0: And you you've had a couple of warm up shows so far since uh since joining the band?
1: Yeah, we played um we played a couple times in October. And I want to say we played I think New Year's. Um, so yeah, a couple of shows. Um, it's really nice to yeah. to get out there and st- you know kind of just get our get our, uh, get our toes wet a little bit. Yeah.
0: No nerves in uh, taking the stage for the first time with whores or it was just like uh, putting on an old pair of shoes.
1: Well, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty nervous person in general. Yeah. Um, So I was definitely like, a little nervous, you know, uh, but not like, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I'm always a little nervous playing, especially with like new bands. It's funny. It's, 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 it's super silly. But I'm always like, in my head, I'm like, Oh, man, I'm gonna forget all the songs. Like, it's good. We're gonna get there. I'm not gonna know what to play. You know what I mean? Which is silly because I've yeah. i practiced, practiced the songs a lot, many times with the band and without the band. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just probably not going to happen. <laughs> it's, um, it's one of those things that goes through
0: musicians' heads from time to time. I know from experience, sure. it's happened to me a few times. I've been on stage and just thought, wait, what am I doing? What, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> Someone's yeah, yeah. going to realize that I'm not any good. It's, yeah, um, and you
1: think the shopping lists in your head, and they're like, no, 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 focus. <laughs>
0: awesome and uh in terms of jumping on a plane and coming out to australia is that going to be the first time that you've done an overseas tour or you've done all that sort of thing before or
1: that'll be the first time that i've done an overseas tour um horse has been overseas as a band a handful of times but um this will be a this will be a first for me awesome Um, yeah so i'm really excited
0: yeah should be a really good tour to start off with too coming down to australia so we, um, we've we definitely been starved of overseas acts for the last couple of years. So I think I bought a ticket for this tour
1: start of 2020. So it's, um it's been a long sure. time. Yeah. I think we had to reschedule it. I don't even know how many times at this yeah. point, but this time it's happening. We're doing <laughs> it this time. <laughs> Nothing can stop you, hopefully. Yeah, that's right. Unless, well, you know, Maybe there is a handful of things that could stop us, but it's not, it's not, happening. It's not happening this time. Not things this seem, time.
0: <laughs> things seem a little bit more stable over here at the moment. So hopefully it stays that way. But um, what it's, about it's, in the Yeah. In the US, is everything sort of back into some sort of regularity with the the music scene, or is it still everyone walking on eggshells
1: waiting for the uh, waiting for the hammer to fall again? Um There's a, it's, it's for the most part, it's, it's, it's feeling way more back to normal. Um, It still, still feels a little weird. And there's, there's still a little bit of like, um, there's still some hesitation, you know, with, you know, on the, on the business side of things from, from some people a little bit here and there, but, um, but overall it's, things are feeling a lot more like they used to there's you know big festivals and big shows happening and all kinds of small shows and um yeah it's it's starting to feel a lot a lot better it's feeling a lot less i don't you you know it it feels like when we book a show we can kind of bank on it yeah anymore it used to be you know we'll see i'll believe it when i'm sitting on the stage like at, at my drums with my sticks in my hand, having done a sound check, you know, like I'll believe it when we're playing the show. Um,
0: Did did you guys have like a a stop, start kind of thing? I know over here there was a a period where gigs started again and then they stopped and then they started again and then they had to stop again. And now we're sort of back into the swing of things, but we're still having bands, you know, having a member get sick and having to cancel shows. So it's, um, it's starting to get back there, but, in the U S was it a, a stop, start thing or was it a
1: kind of stop and stay stopped? Um, it, yeah, it's been a little bit start stoppy. Um, once shows started happening again, it seems like it was, you know, it's like, it it was just kind of unpredictable. Like, you know, if a, if a staff member at the venue got COVID, then they would close for however long they had to, or, uh, or you would, see a lot of shows cancel, um, things like that. But for the most part, it's, it's been kind of a steady a steady return, I would, I would argue. Um, yeah. I mean, I was in a band in, in Montana, and we were gigging throughout a lot of COVID, because we just kind of did like a lot of restaurants and breweries and stuff, yeah. but, but we remained pretty active for a lot of it. Obviously, but then you know, it was a different story with venues and 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 clubs and, and stuff okay. like that. So Oh well, hopefully
0: everything sort of stays on that steady path now and, and things can get back to something that looks like normal.
1: It feels like it is it feels like it's gonna. Yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> awesome.
0: Now, one thing that we definitely do ask all the time on Neptune Wakes is uh, a bit of background on your playing. So what made you decide to want to be a drummer in the first place? And who were the bands that you were listening to growing up that um, had the biggest influence on your playing?
1: Sure. Well, um, I started playing the drums uh, because my... uh, my dad, we we got him in, he, he plays the drums, he plays the drums too. And, uh, and we got him an electric drum set for Christmas one year. <laughs> um, and uh, I would go down and look at it, you know, it may as well have been like glimmering and, you know, like it was a movie or something, you know. And so I started sitting down and kind of fussing with it and stuff. And, um, you know, kind of would like watch my dad play it and kind of be like, all right, you know, I think I can, I see what's going on here. And, um, and he kind of showed me a thing or two and it, So at the time I was listening to, uh, um, I'm super young, I'm 28. And so okay. I was, I was pretty young in the like early 2000s when, when I was, uh, when I was learning. So at the time I was listening to a lot of like, uh, like Linkin Park, you know, and, uh, things like Blink-182 and, um, I loved, um, Nirvana's Nevermind. And um, I was listening to bands like Good Charlotte and stuff, you know what I mean? Like all that like pop punk kind of stuff, you know? Um, but but the the big two were um, Blink-182s. Um, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this. People are going to be like, ah! <laughs> Blink-182. But anyway, Enema um, of the State by Blink-182, that album, I put it on and was immediately just like, holy shit, pardon my language, <laughs> um, no, that's but I was like, this is, this is amazing. And um, so that, that record and then, and then nevermind by, by Nirvana. Um, yeah. I would play both of those albums front to back yeah. every single day, you know? <laughs> and um, <laughs> Yeah, they're,
0: they're both kind of, uh, especially for that era, gateway albums, I guess. They're for the, sure. Got a lot of people in, especially I guess with the sort of commercial success of that Blink album, that um, that kind of brought, at least, you know, from my perspective, kind of brought the uh, the whole pop punk thing
1: into the mainstream. For sure, totally. I loved like the, and I feel like it was marketed towards like my generation, probably is <laughs> is what was going on there, and it was it was very successful. Yeah. Uh, that album had been out for years before I before it came into my hands, you know. Yeah. But um. But I just loved the silly aspect of it, you know. As like a nine-year-old, I was like, I looked at that album. It's like that, like that hot chick on it, you know, with yeah. all the tattoos. And I was like, oh, you know, like put it under my shirt. I was like, I gotta listen to this thing right now, you know. And I put it on. I was like, this is great. <laughs> um, but the silliness of it and like the the songs are just so catchy and yeah. um And Travis Barker's drumming was just so clean, and um, and the energy was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, It made it just that shit made me really, really excited. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Um, I can definitely
0: remember air drumming along to that one at some point. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then you know, uh, you know, with Nevermind, obviously Dave Grohl's drumming is is what it is. It's legendary and and awesome, but. same thing, you know, and I had heard, you know, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit and all that, you know, but but just putting the C D in the C D player and just hearing that 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 fill, you know, this, yeah. that snare fill on, on Smells Like Teen Spirit, I was like, dude, instantly sold. You know yeah. what I mean? And and uh, you know, the whole just, that whole record is so killer. It, it gets better from there too, doesn't it? It just sort of gets sure does. In the building yeah. It's fantastic.
0: So did you then
1: fall completely down the Nirvana rabbit hole or? Um, A little bit, you know, I was, I was a lot more into like um, a lot of that, like pop punk kind of stuff for years and punk rock and, um, and all that. And then I never really like, I never really played with a lot of like really heavier stuff when I was learning. Um, but it's, but funny enough, like the drumming in a lot of that pop punk stuff, like Paramore is a good example. Like people listening to this are probably like, no, <laughs> um, but like, but dude, if you put on like some of that early Paramore stuff, the drums on it, it's like th- that kid hits so hard. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, at the time was like, dude, that worked, that's so awesome. You know what I mean? I just, um. And that like that influenced me to like also hit super hard or whatever yeah. you know, and it's it's just funny because I feel like that that style has um, has transferred to what I do now pretty pretty nicely you know because yeah. with heavy heavy music like with the just the the you know just hitting super hard yeah goes a long way you know yeah. it just adds like a whole um rad element to the drum sound in my humble yep. opinion <laughs> well I think in
0: terms of drummers you, you're not going to lose too many fans there I've always found that drummers are a little bit more open-minded when when listening to music it's like yeah a good drum feel is a good drum feel you know a guitarist might shit on a on another guitarist or something that's not quite cool but I think there's a natural thing built into drummers where if you hear a good drum sound or a good drum fill, it doesn't matter where it comes from. You just kind of nod your head to it and and get into it. So For sure.
1: There's there's
0: so many drummers that I know that hand you a list of the most obscure music and go, yeah, just listen to like 30 seconds of this and listen to the drill. So I don't think you're going to lose any fans by, uh, by dropping, the names of Blink182 and Paramore in there, but sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. for, for sure, man. Uh, and, I hope-
0: um, obviously, uh, following Christian on his social media pages, he's a bit like a, a Labrador with a tennis ball when it comes to music. Like every week, he's putting up, you know, this album's fantastic, this is one of the greatest of all times. He, he seems to be so, so in love with music and just so excited about every element of it so i can imagine that yeah you're it's just uh just dumping lists and lists of records that you need to listen to onto you
1: it's it's awesome christian listens to tons and tons of music um very like uh yeah he 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 loves all the new stuff coming his way and um and and yeah his record collection is crazy man it's it is extensive <laughs> um, he has so much good stuff too. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's rad. He's always been like, oh, you gotta listen to this, you know, listen to this song, man, you know, or like, listen to the drums in this, you know, or like, it's awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. Is he one of those guys that'll, you know, send you a YouTube video midnight of some obscure thing that he's found. It's like, Doug, you need to check this out or,
1: for sure for sure yeah like just the other day he sent me uh i don't know if it was i don't it may not have been midnight but yeah he sent me um he sent me a link to the um that band plosives have you heard of those fellas uh no i haven't but i'll i'll
0: definitely have to check them out now
1: they're rad their drummer um i, won't, I think his name is adam willard i hope i'm getting that right i'm gonna look and make sure that i uh, that i am he's incredible man he's, yeah he's He's a very, very good drummer, just so like just driving and he keeps he keeps things so simple and um, it's great. He's he's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, um, it's, it's
0: always great when people can do that and just direct you towards something and you know you might find your new favorite thing.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah, Adam Adam Willard is is the fellow's name. He's incredible.
0: Awesome. I'll definitely have to check that one out. And um who else in the scene at the moment sort of inspiring you who are the the players around town that are really getting you excited
1: at the moment um you know I really love um, all the stuff that Joey Castillo is doing yeah um, he's he's a monster you know from from circle jerks and and uh, uh, a slew of other bands. Like back in the Queen's days, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, man, so so good. Yeah. Um. Lately, um, you know, getting back into the the band practice and stuff, I've been watching um a lot of the live um like Wars videos and, and stuff. You know, just playing along with the songs and and just watching and kind of studying, basically. And yeah. Uh, you know, did, watching uh, the old drummer Donnie play is extremely inspiring, man. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. not to be like that guy, uh-huh, but dude, he's, his drumming is incredible too, man. Um, yeah. Just the, the amount of energy that comes from him is, is insane, <laughs> you know, and yeah. also like a heavy hitter. I always yeah. make the joke that he looks like he used to just, or that he looks like he walks around with hammers. <laughs> all day and then just like drops them and then like plays drums and the funny thing is that you know everyone was like that's actually funny enough he does construction so that's there's a whole element of truth to that you were you were right I went <laughs> Christian one time was like if I needed someone to open the jar of pickles it, I'd give it to Johnny <laughs> <laughs> and you've
0: obviously got quite a heavy hitting style as well are you finding that um, when you're playing on the older horse material that you're sort of playing very similar to how it was recorded or are you adding your own spin to them i play it like
1: i play it pretty close yeah to the to the recordings and i'll also look at like the live videos um like i'll, I'll pull up older videos of like travis travis playing those songs um and i i do like to get it like pretty close to um to what they did yeah. um there's like a couple little things, like really little things, like little snare hits or like little fills or um, accents or whatever that I'll do my way. Certain, you know, certain things here or there that I'll I'll do. Yeah, what makes sense to me or whatever, you know. Um, but for the most part, with the older stuff, I do try and keep it like as close to the way that they awesome. did it, just because yeah. I feel like. I don't know, I feel like as an audience member, if you became a fan of one thing, you know, and, and go to see it, it's, you know, I don't want people to be like, that darn drummer is like, uh, you know, ruining the songs. It's ruining <laughs> <You know? laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like, I, I liked it the old way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and has there been a couple of standout tracks that you're um, enjoying playing from the back catalogue more than others or, or something that you just get really excited every time you sit down to thrash it out?
1: Man, one of my, like, all-time favorites is uh, Mental Illness as as Ritual. Yeah. That one's one of my, like, that one's one of my big faves. <laughs> um, I just love the tempo of it. And it's, like, for me, it just feels so comfortable to play Yeah, that whole tune. Um, Participation Trophy is another one of my favorites, um, yeah. which uh, we... Just started kind of toying around with putting that one in the sets um we'll see we'll see if that one makes it makes it into the the set list um another one of my favorites is um i'm not a goal oriented person yeah uh, that one's that one's like a real one of the more like simple simple horse tunes and it i that one that one i love quite a lot
0: yeah that's um yeah there, there there's definitely a while, while there's a, a real horse sound, there is quite a, a varying range of uh of feels from track to track, I guess. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. Must be exciting to sit down and, and dig them all out. It is. It is it is really fun
1: to like basically study these these drummers, you know. Yeah. Um and kind of put everything that they do under the microscope and then try to kind of replicate it, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> do it justice um is a really fun fun challenge you know awesome well I think we're about to run
0: out of time on the on the zoom meeting Doug but uh I'll let you get back to your evening and um and roll, man. yeah thank you very much for joining us and I can't wait to see you guys down in Australia in August I think it is you get here
1: yep August yeah, yeah.
0: so I think there's still tickets available to some of those shows too so anybody listening should definitely snap those up because it's it's a show that shouldn't be missed.
1: That's right. Uh, I would, I would agree. Um, <laughs> I would love to see, I'd love to see everybody there. Um, and I think that you can get tickets on uh, the Your Mate Bookings uh, yeah. website, which I think is yourmatebookings.com. Um, I think so. I'll, I'll make sure that
0: I put all the links in, but uh, awesome. awesome. No worries. Well, good luck with the, uh, with the U S tour. And um hopefully nothing can stop you getting down here for a third shot at it.
1: So. It's not happening, man. We're, we're no. going to make it this time. We'll
0: be, yes. we'll be protesting if we have to, you know, that's right. We'll be outside of the, them. uh, the parliament just yep. rocks at politicians. So they'll let you in.
1: That's right. You can call the, it's pretty easy to find the number. So <laughs> everybody call. <laughs> awesome. It well, we're going to make it. We're going to make yeah. it this time. So for sure.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Doug. And, um, yeah enjoy your evening and you know try and get some sleep with all the gunshots happening outside
1: that's right it's calmed down now it's back to back to normal so (laughs) awesome all right thanks mate yeah thank you man see ya